Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Thanks for listening to the best of Heard Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday. From 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is... The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening to the show. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Cowherd. And man, do we have a good show for you. We got a little hoops. We got football. We got hoops. We got football. And maybe we'll throw a little golf in as we'll update you on, uh, on a tradition unlike any other. Right. The Masters taking place right now in Augusta, Georgia. And <laughs> oh, I love the pettiness of golf, right? And uh, the ultimate FU to the LIV. We'll get to that as well. Got a lot to get to. Let's start with last night. So for the 11th consecutive time, the Clippers have beaten the Lakers. And, and I understand that if you're not a hardcore NBA dude or you're not in LA, by the way, good morning to everybody uh, listening to us on AM 570. Um, you're like, why do I care about a regular season game when, you know, it's just another regular season game? Totally understand. The context to it is the Lakers are trying to not be in the play the play-in tournament. They're trying to be in the regular playoffs, and they've been playing, inarguably, their best basketball of the year. They run up on the L.A. Clippers, who are still waiting and hoping, I think, to see if Paul George is going to play in the playoffs. Meanwhile, they're playing themselves kind of into shape. And what happened was, the final score not indicative of what actually took place in the game. Um, The Clippers hop out, I think, a 15-3 start. Um... The game got a little bit close in the third quarter. And then final score, not truly indicative, 125-118. And I can go through the particulars of, hey, LeBron, statistically, in terms of shooting percentage, outstanding, 33-8-7. But we won't be hearing goat noises 
when he's interviewed after the game because he wasn't particularly good, especially in the first half. And if you look at plus minus, he was actually a minus 10. They played better without him on the floor as opposed to with him on the floor. Wasn't moving well defensively, struggling offensively until the game seemed a little bit, uh, wasn't in doubt anymore. But like, I'm not going to nitpick the fact that LeBron has been really good since returning from his foot injury, where apparently some doctors told him he should have it amputated, and instead he decided to miraculously come back and help his team, right? Well, you know, a couple doctors said I should sit out the year and have surgery, but I'm going to heroically return. Like, okay. Um, the, the truth is that the Lakers lost this game when the schedule was made, right? And they, they kind of had to, you know, pick their poison, right? Do we go for it against the Jazz the previous night on the road, or do we go for it against the Clippers? And they chose to go for it against the Jazz and won a very close game, you know, a very close game playing in altitude against a, a team with kind of nothing to lose in Utah. Right? It was like 135-133. That game's exhausting anyway. Then you take into account it's in altitude. Then you take into account you had to play back-to-back. Oh, yeah, by the way, the Clippers hadn't played a game since Saturday. They're fresh, rested, right? Like, man, when you're in an NBA season and you get a couple days off, you're like bouncing. Guys are different in warm-ups. How Kawhi Leonard played the entire second half, whether it was to stretch him out and get him ready for the, a playoff run Well, ha, he'll have to play extended minutes, which is, I think, what it was. Or the fact that Ty Lue wanted to make sure they won that game. Probably a little bit of that as well. Regardless of which, like even LeBron said after the game, like this was what Phil Jackson used to label a schedule loss. It's one of the tougher, uh, toughest games we've had this year. Just uh, you know, coming off the road trip, and even though this was a road game, you know, just um, you know, getting back, you know, late last night, but after an overtime game, and you know, it was a tough game for us. Obviously, we started off in the first half, not so playing Laker basketball. We had some good spurts, but uh, not enough. So this is one of those, uh, you know, scheduling conflicts, you know, in the season, and uh, definitely got the best of us tonight. Uh, like you can sit here and go, like, well, that's an excuse. Like, well, that's a reality to it. Right, it's reality to it. I remember they had played Chicago on the road, Minnesota on the road, and then Houston again. And I know they they won the game by thirty, right? And Anthony Davis had forty. But these are games they have to win, and they had to play, and had to play well in order to make sure they were not only in the play-in tournament, but potentially in the regular playoffs. So they chose to go for it. Got stretched to overtime. Win in overtime, 135-133, have to turn around, fly back home, take on the Clippers who are healthy. I understand, okay? This is not an excuse, it's an explanation. But, but, I'm having a hard time thinking they could win a title. I I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to say. It's like, uh, it's, both of these things can, can be, can coincide. Both of these arguments can you can say like, hey man, look, they weren't winning that game as soon as the schedule is made. Got it. But I also understand that, you know, look, the Suns are and people, well, the West is a mess. Like, no, 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 not so much. If you're paying attention, the West, all those guys weren't playing, and now they are. Andrew Wiggins, not gonna play in the regular season, will play in the playoffs. The Warriors are going to be right come the playoffs. The Suns, well, now you got Kevin Durant. He's played enough minutes. He'll be ready for the playoffs with the new look Suns. Oh, I don't know what happens with Paul George, but it looks like the Clippers have figured out their rotation. I mean, Bones Highland played well last night, right? They kind of figured Russ is, seems well integrated into what they're doing. Like, I'm I'm not huge on them without Paul George, but it's pretty obvious that they continue to smack around the LA Lakers. Like, look around. Zion returns likely for the New Orleans Pelicans, who qualified for the play-in. Like all of those teams outside of maybe the Clippers with Paul George should be healthy and should be right and should be better than the regular season version. And then I look at the Lakers who are doing everything in their power. To make that last push, and again, if we're honest, who'd they beat? Yes, they beat Phoenix, but KD didn't play. 
Um, DeAndre Ayton also didn't play. And fairly, LeBron didn't play either. But Orlando, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Minnesota, Houston, Utah. Who are you actually beating? So this is not me crapping on the fact that they've been playing way better. That they found an absolute diamond in the rough in the hillbilly mamba. And he's established himself in a new role. It, it, it's, I think Rob Palinka and the save of what he did with one trade at the trade deadline, getting rid of the toxicity of Russ and then getting a group of better players, better fit for what they have. And Anthony Davis, for the most part, playing great basketball, playing through a tweaked ankle. Like they saved their season. But you watched last night and you're like, I have a hard time thinking they're a playoff team. I'm like a, a excuse me, a, a title contender. I understand that we go into this, you know, hey man, it's a LeBron team and LeBron teams in the playoffs. Bro, he's 40. He's 40. And box score guys looks like, LeBron was awesome. Like, mm. And I know that they've eliminated the back-to-backs in the playoffs. And the idea is, hey, if it's not on a back-to-back, he can still be great. Not sure if you're aware of this. NBA playoff basketball is a different sport than regular season basketball. The, the, level, the level is so much higher. And what it does to your body and breaks you down so much more and is so much harder to recover. He has the greatest longevity in the history of the sport in terms of like Kareem was playing at this age, but Kareem couldn't do much of anything at this age by comparison, but he's at this age. And while it's a far better team with far better chemistry since they got rid of Russ and, and added a lot of pieces that fit better than in a championship team. Last night, we write the loss off as a scheduling loss. Totally fair. But I have a hard time going, that team's going to win a championship. Bad spot, but that doesn't eliminate the idea, to, to me at least, that they're not really a contender. They're just interesting. Just interesting. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources thank you to our friends at panini america the official trading cards and nfts of the 2024 colin coward show panini america delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought after nfl nba fifa and wnba trading cards Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. 
If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Doug Gottlieb for Colin. This is The Herd. The iHeartRadio app on Fox Sports Radio and FoxSportsRadio.com. Welcome, welcome in. Um, I think one draftee is the most fascinating case study. Fascinating case study um, in the National Football League. And we'll get to that upcoming in, what, 20 minutes? 20 minutes or so. Uh, plus, did, did you guys... Have you seen any clips of the Ravens press conference yesterday? You want to talk about uncomfortable. Holy cow. Really, really uncomfortable. Plus, we got to update you on the Masters. Uh, lots of dudes talking about that Masters app. It is really good. Right? It's really good. It's like, and, and it, it solves the main problem of golf, which is I got to be in front of a TV to watch golf. Have you guys ever heard of my watching golf and the parallel. We'll get to that upcoming. I got some good stuff for you on the, the masters. Um, but let's welcome in Rick Buecher, of course, Fox sports one and uh, Fox sports.com as well. He's covered the NBA for years. Rick, let, let's start with, with last night. Hey, eh? yeah. um, dude, I get the Lakers. I mean, that's, that's a hard, hard road trip back to back. Clippers haven't played since Saturday, you know, Clippers love beating up on the Lakers and they did. They they smacked them around, and so mm-hmm. the Lakers have played far better, and look, they, they look better. I mean, like the the trade saved their season, right? Saves Rob Palinka's job. the The whole thing has worked, right? But I I struggle to think that's a championship team. Are you with me? <laughs> yes, yes. I have been struggling with that innuendo for a while because we've been we've been hearing it ever since they went on this late streak. And I've tried to temper uh, expectations, enthusiasm, not because I don't love seeing the Lakers kind of come back from the dead and be in the mix. And I'd, I'd love to see, I'd love to see them in the playoffs. I'd love to see them testing one of the, the, the upper teams that doesn't have the same sort of playoff uh, resume, whether it's Denver or, or Memphis or Sacramento uh, just because I think that that's, that's the way the league should work. You should have to knock off the, the, the old guard if you're going to become the new guard. And I'm really curious to see whether the, those teams can live up to their regular season records in a way that the Utah Jazz uh, the last couple of years did not. Uh, I, I do think those teams are different. So we, we shall see. But, no, um, I, I, had to laugh. <laughs> I had to laugh. LeBron says it's a scheduling conflict that caused this. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just the Milwaukee Bucks just played back-to-back games. Like, and yeah, let, 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 me, let me push back on that just a second, okay? Like, okay. remember when, like when, when the Bucks lost to the Celtics by, I think, a million points or maybe close yeah. to a million. It was like 40-something points, right? Yeah. It, was, it was, the Bucks, it was their fifth game in seven days. It was on a back-to-back, yeah. and they just got yeah. smacked. He was using the Phil Jackson line, which is a scheduling loss. I, I I think I mean like last night they play in overtime in Utah in altitude and they come back and play the Clippers who haven't played since Saturday. Yeah, like both both can be true. Yeah, but you, I mean, look, you can give that. Yeah, was it a challenge? Was it tough? Was it the reason for the slow start? You can give it all that, but there were a few things exposed here, which is that LeBron is old. Uh, AD is not always forceful. He's not the guy who you're going to, is going to say, Hey, LeBron, I know you're 38. Uh, I know we all played overtime. I'm the big stud here. I'm going to carry the load. The numbers are always going to look good for AD because he's that talented. But in terms of a guy who's going to put a team on his back, on his, on his back and say, 
this is the time for me. I, I need to go get this win. This is this is my game to get. Uh, I've just seen those games again. If you go by numbers, you can give them that. If you go by how the games play, you're not going to give them that. Uh, not not as consistently as as I think people do. And the other part is is that supporting cast. Like I've loved the the story of Austin Reeves. Yeah. Um, if you get a chance to talk to him, I mean, he's he's a great kid. He's a great story, and I, I love watching him play. I love that that fearlessness from an undrafted uh, kid and and the all around game. But they consistently hunted him and went at him uh, offensively. Right, right. It's, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's a great point, right? It's one of those, it's, the, it's, a, it's a different way of the LeBron thing, right? Where you, you, you but you're like, well, why, why isn't everybody in on Austin Reeves? Why isn't like, and then you watch and like, right. oh, oh. Yeah. Here, here's another one. Here's another one. They lead the league in free throw attempts. Right, yeah. lead by by a sizable margin, yeah. right, and and it's just like two hundred free throws, right, and and w- so what what does that mean? What do we know goes away when you get yep. to the playoffs? It's like the old James Harden thing, right? If you lead the league yeah. and all of a sudden you get the playoffs, like they're not giving calls, like no, it's a different sport, it's a yeah. different sport. They ain't getting those calls in the playoffs. Yeah, yep. All right, we, so we, yeah. I mean, the other part is like when. When you've had a tough game like this, and you, you got to turn to your bench and get, I'll just throw out, the, you know, like a Jordan Clarkson or off for the Warriors, a Jordan Poole. Like, who's that guy that when things are, you know, faltering, can go get you 25 or 30? Sure. Um, they're just, they're, they're missing some elements that are part of a team that contends for a conference title. And the trades didn't change that. Um, real quick, Paul George. I mean, the yep. knee thing looked bad when it happened. Yep. Two weeks in an e- evaluation. What's the likelihood he plays in the playoffs? Uh, honestly, I I have no idea. I don't have any intel on that. I know what they've said. I know that they are holding out hope that he is going to come back. That they're not, you know, that they're not closing the door on that. But I would fully expect that uh, that they're going to have to get through the first round without him and. As dominant as they may have looked last night, I wasn't in love with what I saw from the Clippers either. Like for as tired as the Lakers are and uh, are were, and as uh, middling as I think that they really are as a player overall, a uh, team overall, I like the Clippers still have stretches where they don't play smart, and they they'll they'll make one mistake. And it becomes an epidemic. They'll make four or five, which means no matter what the score is, they're probably going to give you a chance to get back in the game at some point. They don't close the door. Right. They don't always play intelligent basketball. So um, we'll we'll see where it goes. But I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm off the Clippers coming out the West uh, out of the West as of right now. Well, let me let me get to the West. You know, there is this uh, there's this narrative. From people like yourself and others that cover, and I'm not saying you said this, but people who cover the NBA, people who are NBA analysts, former players, current players, hey, the West is a mess. West is down. I yeah. would, I would point out, I'm going to push back on that, only that it has been, but it's like yeah. the load yeah. management thing, the John Morant thing, um, the real injury thing, the Andrew Wiggins thing. Outside of Paul George, they're all going to play in the playoffs, and yeah. now all of a sudden you're going to see maybe there's parity, but these teams are loaded up, and I actually think the West is really good in the playoffs. Am I missing it? Well, you, you certainly have a case to be made based off of last year where the Warriors were a 500 team from January to April. They got healthy at the right time, and they ended up winning – a championship when even as we went into the finals, we didn't expect that. So I, I think there's merit in that. I think the under the, the the underlying issue this year is simply that if we're going to say that the the West is really good, um, is like we're discounting the teams that have been the best in the regular season: Denver, Memphis, 
and Sacramento, and we're thinking that one of these 500 teams or slightly above is going to put it together. Now, the Warriors showed us at the beginning of last season what they were capable of, and that's where I just was. I'm, I'm actually doing a piece on on this, and a scout said to me, he said, "I generally 500 teams. I, I believe teams can be at be the best." Uh, of what they've shown in a particular season. But they have to show me that they're, if they're a 500 team, they have to show me at, at some point that they ripped off nine, 10 in a row or that they were 15 and four and then became a 500 team because of injury. I think that's where people are still doubting that the champion is going to come out of the West. But we've seen it before. We just saw it last year. So there's merit to that idea. Uh, Mark Cuban um, said that when parents get involved, yeah. it, 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 it gets messy, right? Um, and so that, of course... By the way, more, well, more parents are involved today in NBA business than ever, than ever before. This is, not a, this is not a one-off. This has become a trend. No, I, I, I understand. Uh, but he was venting about not re-signing Jalen Brunson and because Rick Brunson, his dad, a former NBA player was hired by the Knicks. Um, I I mean, dude, we're, we're really going to blame Rick Brunson's involvement. I, 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 look, I understand Jalen's former agent is running the Knicks, right? And the relationship there with his dad and they hired his, I I get all of that, but if they wanted Jalen Brunson, they should have held on to Jalen Brunson and they didn't hold on to Jalen Brunson. And then they had a clear plan B and then, then they traded away to get Kyrie Irving and it's been an abject disaster. I I don't, it it does, does he have a point with just not with the rest of NBA with just Jalen Brunson? No. Uh, The timing of it is, is not good. You're going to come out now after Kyrie's been his dad. If, if, you were, if you wanted to make this plea, you should have done it before now. But you were kind of happy with where you were. You thought you'd, you'd skated. Yes, Jalen had been great with the Knicks. But, hey, we're, you, know, you were still solid playoff team. But now that things have come, come apart, now it's, hey, we didn't get a chance to keep Jalen. And, and, look, I know Rick Brunson. I covered him when he was in the league. Uh, if, this is not some parent who doesn't understand the NBA. This is a parent who understood very clearly what the value of his son was and that the Mavericks didn't see that same value monetarily or otherwise, didn't see him in the same light, and that's where the disagreement sits. All those other things are true. They may have tilted things. It's why if he went anywhere, he would go to the Knicks. But it doesn't erase the fact that they blew it with Jalen because they didn't cultivate Rick, and there was an opportunity to do that. Um, what if I made the, the, the argument that Jalen Brunson is the MVP of the league? Now, <laughs> hold, hold on. Can I, can I? Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. Um, I'm laughing at the audacity of it, but I like it. Okay, so so last year we just go record wise thirty seven yeah. and forty five at the end yeah. of the season. This year they're forty seven and thirty three. Okay, but that's yeah. that's just turning it around. But the whole feel of the Knicks is different, right? Yeah. Last year, this this time last year, you're like, hold on, now is is Tibbs is is he going to get fired? Like he yeah. just complete disconnect with anything in reality, and yep. and. Look, you know, Grimes has been a great find for them. I get it. But for the most part, the only change has been Jalen Brunson. Okay. Julius Randle is having the season of his life. Yeah. Right. The season of his life. The the garden is alive. And look, statistically, he's not going to match up with Embiid. He's not going to match up with Giannis. But like in terms of value, he's changed the culture and the trajectory of that franchise more so than any player in the NBA. Yeah. And and like look, yeah, he does it without going blowing by guys. I don't know, I don't know how he does. It's amazing how he does yeah. what he does. But he plays both ends. 
He makes everybody around him better. The franchise is better. He's a clear leader and a culture changer. And oh yeah, by the way, his stats ain't half bad. Like right. in terms of value, how can he not at least be in the discussion to me, be the MVP of the league? Because you know what New York is like. They were eating Tibbs alive last year. And now it's yeah. like, dude, I love the Knicks. Yeah. No, it, I, I, it's, you make a great case and it's, and it's legit. Uh, the the intangibles in terms of what he's brought and the culture, uh, I couldn't uh, I, I can't argue. And look at the Mavericks. That. And yeah. look at the Mavericks. They're yeah, a disaster. I, yeah, I don't know that I would put all of what happened. I mean, it's, it's as much the trade out, no doubt. Kyrie for Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie that has contributed to where they are where they, they weren't this, they weren't where they are now yeah, no, yeah. prior to the Kyrie trade. And I do. And, 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 and here, this is the other part that I have with, what would be really egg in the face of media. Um, and maybe, maybe fans too, is that, uh, and coaches, actually everybody is that Deanna Brunson wasn't even an all-star. Like, I mean, it's and, a joke. And, and he's making a case. And he's made a case for. It, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's, yeah. it's 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 kind of pathetic, really. That NBA, and I mean, that's part of why fans shouldn't be able to vote because they don't know anything. I mean, here's really. The here's the second part: is that, and this is this is where this is squarely on the media. And I've tried to hold the horses on this. Is now Luca's getting punched around because of what's happened? And I'm like, you guys made Luca into something that he wasn't. MVP candidate every single year, starting the year. He's all this. He's all that. And I, I, I'm not putting all. I'm not putting everything of what's happening now on Luca. He's trying to make room for Kyrie because he respects the talent that Kyrie has. But he's not dominating the Dallas Mavericks in the way they play, um, the way he has before, and that's been counterproductive, but you needed very uh, special, unique players around him to be successful, sort of in the same way you needed the right uh, blue-collar players around Allen Iverson uh, when Philadelphia went to the finals. Right. You needed guys that guys that play just, Guys that play defense. Yeah, <laughs> guys, that, guys, that play, guys that play defense, and that was before you needed guys that space the floor and, and to make shots, right? But they had, you know, he he could just go get his and do his yeah. thing, and then you had four dudes that defended and rebounded, right? You, yeah, and, and created the, and and sort of what, the, the, the working culture. What what had. what what happens to Kyrie this offseason? Because he's talking about exploring free agency, which says you know like they're not hip on re-signing him, right? Which makes this trade an abject disaster. I think we all agree on that. Um, they, don't have a they don't have a choice but to re-sign him. And, I mean, as, as, as was said to me by a GM not that long ago when I was asking about this subject, he was like, they, they wouldn't have made that deal. They wouldn't have given up all, all that they gave if they didn't have an understanding with Kyrie that he was going to stay. And then the GM paused and said, but it's Kyrie, <laughs> which is not that Dallas would hesitate, but if Kyrie decided because of everything that's happened, he's looking, you know, there's, there's a place that that's better. I don't know what, I don't know if that place exists. I don't know if he's thinking that way, but it's not always easy to discern which direction Kyrie is going to go at any given time. Mm. Um, last thing here, Rick Buecher, Fox Sports 1, foxsports.com. You should read his pieces. They're all outstanding. The guy's done it forever. I'm not trying to age you because you don't actually age. I don't know what, what, what it is. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta tell me like the Tom Brady secrets. Um, uh, it feels like the Celtics are on this weird path where, and, and I look, I understand Brad's more a process than result sort of guy. Yep. Yep. But if the results aren't at least an NBA Finals appearance, are they going to break up Brown and Tatum? I have not gotten an indication that they would do that. I know that that is the rumor. I haven't I haven't heard that uh, definitively to to buy into it. Um, you know, a, a lot of people are looking at the where's Jalen Brown's head at. 
Yeah. And uh, and I know that he has said, hey, people keep trying to break us up, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we, we, we see that often, teams trying to trade other teams' players. Um, but it, there, there's a rub there, uh, and I've said it before. Like I, If I could put Jalen Brown's mindset in Jason Tatum's body, I would have the player that I need to lead me to a championship. Right. And there's just that kind of... Um, there's a, there's you, know what, you know what this is like? You know what this is like? This is like when the Thunder made the finals probably a year yeah. or two yeah. before they should have made the finals. Bad. Right, and that's really what happened. Is last year the Celtics made the finals probably before they were really ready to make the finals, and then they got a little bit exposed, and Tatum wasn't ready for it. Right, and now you have that. You know that is the expectation, and it's yep. not totally realistic, especially when you got a coach hadn't coached a game in the playoffs yet. Right, yep. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a, a lot, a lot to it. But if you remember, right, now they they made the finals and then you talk about mindset. James Harden kept going out to strip clubs even when they were getting blasted by the by the heat. And then he wanted a bigger contract and they moved him and we never saw that come to fruition to see what that group looked like as they matured. And I, I wonder what happens with the Celtics, I guess, is my way of, of questioning it. Yeah, and I, and I do too. I just, based on the way the Celtics have operated, yeah. they've been very low to make changes Understood. even when it feels like they need to reshuffle the deck so i'm going to assume that brad is going to continue in that direction because the other part of it is, is you know for for everything that jalen has demonstrated that he can be what what is it that you're getting back you know who's the player out there that would change that model and say okay now we have what it is that we need going forward because the one other element here reason to stay with it is because Brown and Tatum to this point have not demonstrated that they're uncomfortable with their pairing. And that would be the number one reason to say we need to change it up. Buke, you're the best man. I look forward to talking with you in the very near future. Thanks for joining us. Always Doug. All right. Rick Buecher, Fox sports one, foxsports.com. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. 
If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. What up? Welcome in. This is The Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be making this part of your day, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Doug Gottlieb, in for Colin Cowherd. We got a great second hour of the show for you. Robert Lucetta should join us as we'll talk some masters. I'll try to do the entire segment in a hushed voice. Nah, just not me. My voice is nasally, it's bad. It's got a little bit more gravelly over the years, thanks to some uh, AI enhancements that we use. I'm not, I'm not sure we're supposed to let you in on that secret, but I do like doing the hush tones. Talking about the patrons at the Masters. Have you heard my Vern? How's, how's that? How's that? One of the most enjoyable human beings on the face of the earth is Vern Lundquist. I, I mean this. One of the most enjoyable he, human beings uh, that exists. Um, also, got some Mac Jones uh, for you. Uh, my boy Hoosh, TJ Hushmanzad will join us next hour. And you are going to love, you're going to love our best for last. Let's, let's start with this. Um... You know, in any relationship, hey, there is the there are those seminal moments, right? You know, when you're dating, I I don't know how early on it is, but there's that moment where you know, I I want to spend every moment with this person, or yeah, this is not going to work, right? It can be a lot of things. It can be a lot of things. You know, how they speak to their mother. How they look at you, how they chew their food, right? Um, some people cry ugly and it just, you can't get over it. I'll, I'll give you one. And this can be with friendship. You ever have a friend who looks like he's in pretty good shape and then all of a sudden like you see him run and you're like, I can't really be friends with you because you can't even run. Your gait is all screwed up. You run in such unathletic form or you're dating a woman and you you work out with her like you go for and you're like wow she can't even run that's i can't do that they're, they're, I, these are real things i i guarantee you if you're sitting there going like yep no oh, yep 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 well there are those moments that tell you you're in or you're out and then there are those moments that tell you it's over right the you want to do the tipping point, or really it's the point of no return. Um, there's a, um, this is an interesting aside. I, I'm, and it's, you want to make it a humble brag, whatever. Um, I, Darius Rucker's a good friend of mine. He has a song that didn't hit, okay? It didn't hit, it's a country song, right? He's got the hootie stuff. He actually had an R&B album that's really, really good. And then he went country and um, I think it was like his second country album. He had a song called I Got Nothing. Right. And it's basically like a guy sitting there and you want to you like, like everything in what you're supposed to do as a man is fight for a relationship and beg and plead and try and find a ma ma way to make it work. And he's just like, I got nothing. No magic words. I, I got, I got nothing. And I think that's where we are with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And what what's happened is we're going to use, and we I say we, I put myself in the media. We're going to use all these things that the Ravens have said against the Ravens, right? We want him to be a, a Raven. We want him to be, a, we, we think we build around Lamar Jackson. He is our franchise cornerstone. He is like, look, their whole offense was him. 
their whole creation of their offense was hit, right? Like the whole thing worked together. Why'd they, why'd they go get so many tight ends? Well, you got a quarterback who isn't, particular, isn't particularly accurate. So you get guys with the and guys that can be hybrid players. They can block a little bit and they can catch. Because when you run an offense with a run pass threat at quarterback, inarguably the greatest run pass threat in the history of the sport, you're going to build the whole thing around him. And there's lots of nonsense arguments. Well, the Ravens haven't drafted bull. They've drafted during his time as a starting quarterback over the last four years, they've drafted two wide receivers in the first round. Okay. They drafted J.K. Dobbins, who's an incredible pass-catching running back. Another wide receiver in the third round. You're like, well, why didn't they go out and sign? First of all, signing these big dollar wide receivers as free agents is really hard. They don't always hit. And oh yeah, by the way, here's a little thing. They don't want to play with a guy who runs a bunch and is inaccurate. You guys remember Eddie Royal? Remember Eddie Royal? Okay, Eddie Royal had a pretty good year with the Tim Tebow Broncos. Okay. And as a free agent, he signed with the Chargers. And I remember talking to Eddie Royal one time and he was like, dude, and granted, okay, I'm, please don't take this and go, oh, you're saying Lamar Jackson is Tebow. No, the, the problem is when a quarterback runs the ball that much, there's just a limitation in terms of how the volume of throws and the ability to have yak. And I mean, like, look, he's he was boys with Hollywood Brown. Like they are lifelong friends. And I know Hollywood Brown's not great. I'm not going to sit here. But from Hollywood Brown's perspective, who was their number one talent and their number one wide receiver in a first round draft pick, like he was like, man, I got to go somewhere where I have a better thrower. So it's hard to sign a free agent wide receiver. And they've done their best. You're like, well, they haven't supported him. Like, that's not true. They re-signed Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle who's been hurt to the biggest contract in the history of the sport at the time. Mark Andrews, their great pass-catching tight end, he made more money than anybody in the sport. They got him tight ends, they got him running backs, they got him wide receiver, they did. They built an offense around him, and they're really good. And then there was the, well, they don't want to pay him. Like, no, that's, even Lamar tweeted out that he was offered guaranteed three for 133. Go and look it up. Okay? Um, somebody do the math here. Three for 133. Okay, three into 13 is four. Four, carry the one, then it's 13, three into 13 again is four. That's $44 million on average and change, right? Hey, that falls right in line with Josh Allen and all the other guys. Now it was a five-year deal. The first three years are guaranteed. Like every other quarterback, not named Deshaun Watson. We got to this point where he had an elite level defense, they two years ago they had massive injuries. Right? And they offered him a big time contract. And he has been steadfast in I want more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. And I, I totally understand if you parachuted in or you were in a coma for like 10 years and you said, All right, who's the highest paid quarterback? Who's got the most guaranteed money? Deshaun Watson. Well, Lamar Jackson's up. He's got no off the field baggage. He has zero ACL injuries. Deshaun's had two. Right? He's been an MVP. Deshaun hasn't been one. Same number of playoff wins, essentially, right? He should get $1 more in Garrett. That's how it's always worked. The problem with that argument is we just talked about Bryce Young being an outlier quarterback. Deshaun Watson's contract is an outlier quarterback contract. Every other quarterback contract looks Kyler Murray, you know, even Aaron Rodgers' contract, which is obscene amount of money, is basically a front-loaded two-year deal. No one has more than three years truly fully guaranteed. And there's a way to bridge that gap. Make it, you know, previously make it look like it's a five-year deal, even though it's a three-year guaranteed. Listen to GM's talk and they'll tell you, had he had an agent, this thing would have been done a long time ago. But for whatever reason, he's sitting there going, no, no, no. And here's the easiest analogy I, I can use because it's a real thing right now in the housing market. One year ago, I guarantee wherever you live, definitely where I live, houses were going for obscene amounts of money. Obscene amounts of money. 
a, a house that should be $500,000 was selling for $750,000 because interest rates were so low and inventory was so low. Things were just move, 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 move. Okay. And now inventory is super low and you can't get that value. You just can't. And Lamar Jackson's the guy who's sitting on a house that's like, man, my house is just the same, if not better than that guy's house. And his sold for $750,000 and I want $760,000. That's what he wants. And they're like, dude, the market won't bear that. Nobody's getting that. Nobody's ever gotten $750,000 for that house. Nobody's ever gotten $750,000 except for that one house. Right? You know how it is. Guy comes in from out of town, brings his wife, wife finds a house, loves it. Like, this is the house I want. And like, mm, uh, wasn't even on the market, right? Uh, would you, how about 750 for it? Done. Sold. Like, they didn't even have a place to live. They were just like, wait, you're going to give me how much? Take it. Whatever you want. We'll leave the furniture. We'll leave the kids. We don't care. Take it. And, and Lamar has... Again, normally you do comps. The problem with comps is comps is not just one house. Comps is five houses. So if you take out Deshaun Watson's, you look at the rest of the contracts like, ooh, doesn't really make sense. So we've, we've pushed further and further. And I think yesterday was the point of no return. Okay. This was Ravens general manager, Eric DaCosta when he was asked if they would draft a quarterback in the first round of the upcoming draft. It depends on the board. It really does. I mean, I'd have to say yes because we have uh, quarterbacks in our top 31. So just based on that alone, simple math, I would have to say yes. Come on, man. Like the Aaron Rodgers thing, okay? The Aaron Rodgers thing, very simply, made sense to me at the time because context matters. Remember, Aaron Rodgers was non-committal about how long he wanted to play. He was coming off a season which with a new head coach, Matt LaFleur, he didn't, there were all these comments about not really enjoying the system. Body language, much like this year, was bad. And he didn't perform great. You know, I thought he still had his fastball in him and turns out he won two MVPs and he proved everybody wrong. But the point was at the time, and oh yeah, by the way, Jordan Love was a developmental pick. He was a guy who started two years in college, had one good year in college, and the thought was, in two or three years, maybe he'll be something. And they're betting, mortgaging everything, betting that he is that guy. But you think about it, at the time, what did that do to their relationship? It destroyed it. Destroyed it. You have Lamar Jackson, who, what is he, 25, 26 years old? Like, Anybody would say in his prime. And look, I can point out the realities to like the reality is you don't know if he's going to play or not going to play. The reality is, hey, dude, you can get value at that point in the draft, right? Because the Ravens are never going to be in the top 10. That was the whole Packers thing. Like we're never going to be able to draft a good quarterback because we're always going to be relatively good. But admitting out loud Hey, man, it's a, it's a dra- the draft board. It's a draft board. It is over. It's over. Right? And you can still wear the rings. You can still be in the same house. You can still... Uh, it's over. Call the attorneys. Figure out how to split it up. Okay? And, and I... Again, it's like the... It's like the real estate agent. Like you can sit there until you're um, basically the Ravens are sitting there going like we we can sell your house. I swear we can sell your house. We just can't sell it for 750 or 760. We just can't. And I know social media is like, yes, you can. It, no, no, you can't. You can't. I mean, reality is he's missed 11 games the past two years. And he's missed 11 games in the most important part of the season. If we take him for his word, and I will, that he wasn't healthy, that actually doesn't help his case. Right? Dudes aren't going to hit you less. You aren't going to be injured less 
in the next five years when you're in your late 20s as you were your early 20s. You, he is the best running quarterback of all time. And all running quarterbacks have a shortened career. You know, it's forget about the, oh, the whole league doesn't want, why would the league do a bad business deal again? You don't, ha- you don't have to somehow like call each other and go, hey guys, let's, let's just keep these contracts down. Like, no, go look at the quarterbacks who have played the most consecutive games at the position. Tell me what they all have in common. Go on, look them up. Look them up. Like Philip Rivers is, I believe, second to Aaron Rodgers. Philip Rivers is so he is a bad athlete. He raised a pregnant woman and came in third. I'll let you figure out that joke in a second. Okay. Philip Rivers. Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, pocket quarterbacks. Because we can't protect you when you're out of the out of the pocket. There's just no way. We can't do a force field around you. They'd love to. Right? I mean, Cam Newton, biggest human being I've ever seen play the quarterback position. If you've ever walked up on Cam Newton, you're like, that dude is... And what happened? He took a savage beating. And I understand Lamar doesn't take those kind of hits. But all of these running quarterbacks are the same. And you factor in... He hadn't exactly been accurate the past two years. He wants a contract that's a one outlier contract. Like we were sitting there, you're the real estate agent, you're screaming like, just please, I swear, we can sell your house for six fifty. You just gotta come off of the seven sixty number because your 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 neighbor sold the house when rates were two percent. They're like six and a half, seven percent now. Nobody's buying that. It's just not happening. He's like, Nope, that's what I want. So you got to move on. He ain't playing for $32 million. I would, but he ain't, he ain't doing that. Because right now, Lamar Jackson feels personally disrespected. Like, bro, you, you're you going to not even exclusive tag me? The tipping point, the, 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 the moment or point of no return was yesterday when Eric DaCosta said, hey, yes, if our board aligns with the player that's available, we will take a quarterback in the first round. It is over. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb for Colin. This is The Herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. You know, um, a lot of times on uh, Best for Last, we do a list or something quirky, right? Something fun. I, I got I got something for you to think about in my back pocket, and I haven't gotten to it yet. It's in my Best for Last. It's almost the end of the show, but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in. Nope, we grind to the very last segment. It's time for Best for Last. So there's a lot of debates on television about the NBA's MVP. And and the truth is that these debates didn't take place in public nearly as much. Back in my day, right? And I, I honestly believe that there's a certain maybe even diabolical genius to what, frankly, ESPN's been able to do, right? ESPN overpaid to get the the NBA and because of it, in an effort to make the regular season more meaningful, it's like, why would I watch? Well, there's the MVP debate, right? We just, we didn't have the MVP debate. It wasn't a thing for a long time. Like, yeah, was it quirky? Was it interesting? But now it's, it's become the discussion, right? I mean, there's even been some 
you know, the Kendrick Perkins argument of racism or racially biased voting, which is just bizarre. Um, also inaccurate in terms of the racial makeup. Like there's lots of different factors at play there. But what if I told you that I think the NBA's MVP is not Jokic, is not Embiid, is not Giannis. And I go, here we go. You're sitting in for Colin. Gotta be LeBron. No, it's not LeBron. And most people who listen to me know I think Kevin Durant, when healthy, is actually the best player in the league. All right? But it's not Kevin Durant. He got hurt. And uh, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't put him as the MVP. Jalen Brunson, I would. You're like, come on, dude. He wasn't an all-star. And because fans know so much that they didn't vote for him to be an all-star? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. If you just take the records, and there's a couple of other ancillary switches that have been made, but last year this time, the New York Knicks were a uh, smoldering dumpster fire, right? Julius Randle was incredibly unhappy. Tom Thibodeau, too rigid, not going to work. They finished the season 37 and 45. This year, as of right now, they're 47 and 33. Okay. And the addition is Jalen Brunson. Now, he's not their leading scorer, but he's right there. Obviously, leads them in assists and in steals. But there's a leadership quotient that you cannot calculate. There's a cultural uh, calculation that is impossible to make. But simply adding Jalen Brunson on a deal where, at the time, people said, you overpaid for him. And they massively underpaid considering what he's given them has changed the trajectory of the Knicks franchise of Tom Thibodeau's probably coaching tenure in New York and of other players on the team. Like that's the missing element to the Steve Nash shouldn't have won the MVP argument. Like we just look at raw stats and data and you're like, Oh, well, okay, go back and look like Sean Marion made more money than he ever probably could have imagined or should have because, well, he got to play uh, an undersized four and he had one of the greatest passers in the history of the sport setting him up. Amare Stoudemire, okay, scored countless points, made countless amounts of money. And is Amare Stoudemire really all that good? Look at the seasons and the success when he didn't play with Steve Nash. Ask Rajah Bell what Steve Nash did. Like, I, I fully understand, okay? I fully understand that, uh, that Giannis Antetokounmpo can completely dominate a game at both ends if he, in games in which he hits jump shots, he becomes incredibly unguardable. I get it. The sheer force of Joel Embiid, along with an incredible amount of skill, can dominate a game at both ends. I get it. And you just look and they jump off the screen and how big they are. And you're looking at tangibles. I'm calculating tangibles with intangibles. And it's not, I'm not giving him a pass because he's small. I'm not giving him a pass because he doesn't blow by people and doesn't dunk on people like John Morant does. No, no, no. I'm just telling you in terms, he's effective whether he goes by people or doesn't. He shoots a high percentage from the field, from three, from the free throw line. And... Low turnover, super high assist to turnover ratio, doesn't turn the basketball over, and he's a tremendous defensive player. And the team wins, and everybody else around him is better because of it. That's real value. Okay? That's real value. And yeah, I am going to calculate a little bit the fact that he won two national championships. But it's because of the culture that he absorbs and then helps spread to the rest of the locker room. Just ask anybody who's a Knicks fan. Did you like watching him play the past couple of years? Do you like watching him play now? And the only thing that's really changed is Jalen Brunson. I understand he's not the most athletic. I understand he's not the biggest. I understand that to you, you can't see his dominance because you don't have the, the maybe basketball IQ that I believe that I possess. I'm just telling you, that dude can dominate a game without blowing by anybody, okay? without dunking on anybody. He just makes plays 
and makes people better at both ends of the floor and spreads a culture that makes his team more competitive and allows others to be more successful. In many ways, it's the stuff that LeBron did for years. Only now he's 40 years old. He can't do it at the defensive end. He can't do it every night. And Jalen Brunson can. Just in a smaller package. And it's hard for you to calculate the intangibles along with the tangibles. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.